Brilliant. I also want to, our God is doing, going to do work on us here this morning. He's built us up to this point here. And I had a dream last Saturday evening. And uh, the dream was me standing in a, it, was, it felt like a very ancient castle. Like it had been there for centuries and centuries and centuries. And the person standing next to me was this older man with like the Lord of the Rings Gandalf kind of beard. You know, that came down here. And he was standing. I didn't see any faces. I didn't recognize anybody. But I knew I was in an environment which was ancient. It had been been here a long time. And then this person standing next to me said, We were having a lot of trouble with the prisoners. And from the dungeon that was down below, there were these set of stairs that were kind of leading up. And who started walking up was a group of people that were dressed in modern clothes like we are. But they were all chained together, like walking as prisoners. And there were these vicious dogs chained to them. And they were like walking. And as I was standing next to this guy, one of these vicious dogs came up to me and like sniffing me. Slipping my toes. It's like checking me out. And then someone pulled its collar and it kind of moved away. I didn't feel any fear. And that, but I knew, I knew I was in an ancient time place. And what I felt God say to me about this dream was that very often in a vision that I had in the beginning of 2013, no, beginning of 2013 was like taken into the enemy's camp. It's happened a few times with me. And I see what's going on and I'm, they don't recognize who I am. But I'm taken into enemy territory and I can see what's playing down here. And I was into the enemy's camp and these modern people that were bound. But what happened in the understanding of that is that the methods of the enemy are ancient paths. He's been doing this for, for, for centuries. Binding people through lies and deception. And they literally are bound. And they're these vicious dogs that are attached to them as demonic kind of oppression on people and they cannot break free. Okay, and the aggressive dogs and what we're seeing more and more in this era and this last few years has exposed this more and more that the dogs speak of the nature that comes forth from these bound people. Okay, they oppose truth, but they don't realize that they are bound by their own lies and deception. Okay, they become abusive to others and the enemy just strings them along. You've experienced it in your workplace. We've experienced it on social media. We've experienced it. I experienced it at a teacher's parents meeting the other day. These people that think they know better, but they don't realize they're bound. They hate the truth. But their voices come so across so abusive and strong. And what, what is God doing in this season? He's setting people free. More and more. That's why there was... There's trouble with the prisoners because there's a redemption. There's a harvest of people that are going to be set free from the oppressive work that has been for centuries of the enemy. What did I read in that passage? I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. I really believe that passage speaks about if you read in Job and a lot of the Old Testament, the enemy was there in the courts of heaven speaking to God. And at that point, through what Jesus was establishing here through a kingdom, he was forever bound and never to be able to enter the Holy of Holies and before God. He was bound to this territory over here. And that's how I think I saw Satan falling like lightning to heaven. That's what the word that Jesus said. 
Okay, and here's the verse, and I've read it here before, and they're speaking about Jesus in Acts 10, and it says, You yourselves know what happened throughout all Judea, beginning from Galilee after the baptism that John had proclaimed. This is what happened. They said, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. He went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. See, Nzwaki and Elise's share of testimonies, they went to go and set people free who were oppressed by the devil. Nzwaki rebuked the one guy because he said, stop thinking about killing yourself. And it woke him up out of it like, yeah. You see the oppressiveness? It binds you by lies and deception. That's the authority that you carry of truth, what God is doing for us. Now, this thing of commissioning, you know, there are many instances through the Bible of God positioning and praying and commissioning people as they go to do the work of the Lord that He has mandated and assigned them to do. And a couple of weeks ago, you all wrote your assignments on the piece of paper. You cannot do that in your own strength. And sorry, earlier on I said, we're going to rely on man. I meant to say the next part, we don't rely on man. We rely on the Holy Spirit and God. Okay, now you can be free. We rely on me. Rely on me. I will do everything here this morning. Trust me, I will let you down. Like every other person. No, we rely on the power of the Holy Spirit. And you see, the commissioning of the Spirit inside of you is the enabling power that allows you to go and walk in authority. This is, this is like training ground. This is empowering of coming together to worship and to be encouraged with the fellow believers to say, yes, we will stand. We will not back down. We keep trusting Almighty God for miracles, to pour out His blessing, His favor upon our hearts and lives. We need that encouragement. The, the, the Bible is full of in the book of Acts. They were, came together. They came together. The Christianity is not an individual thing. It's actually more corporate and together than individual. The, the, the modern world has sold the seven points on how to pray effectively. You know, ten points to call down heaven and you sit in your own room and you study the stuff and you ask God. No, it's meant to be done together. That's the power of the ecclesia, of coming together in power. So if you see right at the beginning in Genesis 1, it's 28, it speaks about how God created man. And he blessed them and then he commissioned them. Now go, he says there, and he blessed them and said to them, be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth and subdue it. And have dominion over the fish of the sea and the birds of the heavens and over everything that moves on earth. Subdue it. Kabash. Take authority over it. That's who he's called us to be. And God spoke to them and says, you see, on the sixth day he created him and the seventh day he rested. Okay, and it wasn't into, uh, then into the day of rest. This is not stopping your labors and stopping labor. It's from the place of rest that we now work, that God works in and through us. Okay, Joshua 1, the title of that passage is, is the commissioning of Joshua. Okay, now what was happening to the Israelites is that they had come for 40 years of wandering in the desert and was coming to the time and the point where now it's time to cross over the Jordan and take the promised land. Are you ready for this people? You don't sound ready. Okay? Because I'm, I'm, I'm talking about them. Sorry, not about you. Okay? Are, are you ready? Yes! Yeah. Oh, you're so predictable. Always the second time around, you shout, Yay! But you actually aren't listening the first time. Okay? What God was saying to Joshua, are you guys ready to cross over here? Okay? Because this now is the promise that has been laid out for 40 years. And are you prepared to take over? And what does he tell Joshua? You're going to have to be very strong. You're going to have to be very courageous. 
because you're going to face things that are going to come. There's an enemy. There's a, there are enemies ahead of you. But don't worry, I'm with you. It's the same for us. We're going to face stuff. We have faced stuff. The enemy has tried to derail us. The enemy has tried so often to try and pull this thing down. Friday afternoon, I had the most ridiculous phone call I've ever had in my life. A guy from Johannesburg accusing me about stuff. Like it's a, I, actually just, I actually just went straight back up and said, no, I will not have you come and destroy everything that God has done in this last week. You will be silenced. And I shut him up. Because well I'm not, I'm not going to tolerate these voices any longer of arrogance and they come with all their plans and pleas and stuff, but they're directly from the enemy. Get behind me, Satan. And then he's apologizing and he's totally putting blame onto somebody else. He won't take responsibility. That is your lot, my friend. And that's where you will end and that's where you will stay. If you don't live with clean hands and a pure heart. Give yourself to nothing that is false and there's no deceit in you. It's simple. Be open and honest and holy before God. Without holiness, you will not see the Lord. It says in Hebrews. Okay, he said to Joshua, you're going to have to be strong. You're going to have to be very courageous. Folks, we're going to have to be strong and courageous in the times that we live. We need boldness in our hearts to take these things on. You cannot do it on your own. Then in Isaiah 6, we all know this passage. I saw the Lord in the, in the year that King Isaiah died. I saw the Lord and His throne filled the temple and the whole passage. And then it says, and, and the Lord said, who will I send? And He said, here I am, send me. He said, I'm willing, I'm available. And you know what Isaiah's work to do? Was basically going to rebuke Israel. He starts with harsh words straight away in Isaiah 6. You deaf people, you're not listening. Da, 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 da. They hated him. Eventually they killed him. That's what Jesus says. Centuries later, you killed the prophets. I came through the voice of the prophets to speak to you. But no, you killed them all. We're going to have to be brave and courageous because we have to speak words of truth. I had to rebuke that man. No, back, back in your place. Out of line. You know, to be to- so sweet for so long. But when you, when you are in a, in a place of, um, not that perception, but you, um, are you listening? No, you're not listening. <laughs> Discernment. Discern. You have to discern. I don't hate him, but I'm not going to tolerate that stuff. Okay. And Isaiah was commissioned by the Lord to go and do. Every prophet, every was, and the people were commissioned. There's a commissioning on us today. To go with the authority and the power that God has given you. You need to be bold, you need to be courageous, and you need to be very strong in these days. Now last Sunday night, Tony spoke about the intercessors in this building. And so now I know who most of you are, but I want to put a call out to those intercessors. But if you felt that was talking to you, we spoke about you see intercessors being given their assignments, their mandates from God, like a commissioning. All most intercessors get their assignments straight from God, not the pastor telling them what to pray for. They get assignments from Almighty. If that is you, I know one lady's already come and spoken to me, and I know many others. I want to gather that team. If that is you, I want you to come and talk to me. I want you to just message me, say that's me. I, I just I really believe that that spoke to me. Okay, I want to gather and I want to rally that team. Okay, and you know who you are, okay, because it spoke about you receiving a scroll, right? That's what he said, receiving a scroll that is going to be like an assignment and a mandate for you. We are not going to walk through this thing unless we we, we take it by prayer and we walk these things through and we have those that are assigned to to keep praying and keep speaking to these things along with the, the rest of us. I just want to say that, okay? Now in praying for everybody, 
Okay, in laying hands on everybody, laying hands is a biblical process of impartation. The people that are going to be laying hands on you this morning are the elders in this house. We're going to lay hands. We're going to, I think Robin's got a whole lot of oil. We're just going to douse you with oil. <laughs> and those with bald heads are just going to run down. But then you've got a beard. It'll be like Psalm 133 on Aaron's beard. Running down onto my shorts, onto my, onto my toes and my slops. Jeff, get ready, bud. It's just going to run down on that shirt. You're never going to wear that shirt again. Okay? But we're going to anoint you as elders. We're going to commission you. Now, we're not doing this for effect. This is a holy spiritual moment. We've built up to this point. We've chosen Him. We set ourselves aside. We've fasted. We've consecrated ourselves before God. And now the commissioning takes place. If you feel nothing happened, don't think nothing's happened. Okay? Everything takes place in the Spirit. Okay? And Michelle, I clean forgot to pray for you. I'm going to do that now. Okay? While we're doing this is a This is a commissioning to this family here. Yeah. Okay? I'm going to pray for you now. I want Michelle, Daniel, and Emma to come. Sorry. Um, uh, I'm 47 now. I have a forgettery. It's like kicking into gear far more than ever. Okay? Now this couple, okay, and you'll notice her husband Chris is not with her, but we specifically want to pray and her cousin Michelle and all the family. Yeah, we'll come and join you quickly. And this is part of the commissioning and sending. Okay, come stand on the stage with me. Okay, um, Michelle and her husband Chris have been with us for a couple of years at the bay, but um, Chris left in October last year to go ahead of them to get to New Zealand, hoping that it'll take him a few weeks to get his visa. And a few, a few weeks to get his job. It's taken five months. So they had Christmas without their father. Hey, and you guys did okay, hey? Daniel, you did okay, buddy. You've managed, hey? It's been a bit tough, but now's the time. Okay, and they're hoping that they're going to fly this week. And Michelle, I just want to say over you, you've, you've held it out. Okay? Okay? Come on, just applaud her. Just applaud her. Yeah. <laughs> What do they call New Zealand? The island of the long white cloud. Is that right? Yeah, something like that, right? That's right. Eh? But, but God is... And I chatted with them before they left and they knew God had spoken to them. It always doesn't work out how we plan. We always think, no, we're going to lack it. We do this, do this. And then he's got another plan to teach us something. And what God has built in with you in the last five months, I know, will set you on course for all the things that you will walk through in the, in the future. Okay, so we're going to pray over them as a community. We're going to release them as they go to New Zealand and bring the gospel. They need the light of the gospel in New Zealand. And go, go and tell them that they're the worst rugby team in the world. Okay. You, all you do, Daniel, is talk about the Springboks. Okay, just talk Springboks, Springboks, Springboks. Okay. All right, Emma, is that okay? You happy? You like that one? Yeah, that's a good one. Come on, let's reach out a hand. We're going to pray and release her as she goes with her family. They're going to fly, hopefully this week, and they'll be reunited with uh, the husband and their father, um, Chris. So, Father, we want to thank you that as we just lay hands on Michelle, Lord, and we just want to thank you for your hand upon them. We just thank you for Emma. We thank you for Daniel, Lord. We just want to thank you for how they've learned to hold out and trust you. And I release those words over you. You need to be strong, and you have been strong, and you have been courageous. But now, as you are walking into what God has promised you and spoken over your hearts and your lives, we want to thank you, Lord, that you've made a way. 
and that, that you've made straighten their paths in this time. And we just pray blessing over them as they go from here. Lord, I pray all the logistics of flights and homes, finding homes, all the, the, the logistics to operate. We pray your hand be upon them. And may they go in favor, may they go in courage, and may they walk in the strength of the Almighty God. And we just thank you. Any pain from the past will be washed away. It will be gone. And there will be no recollection of bad things. We just speak good over your heart and over your life. And we pray in the name of Jesus, we release you. Amen. 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 Bless you guys. Sorry, I forgot. That's happening more often than did. I, I chatted to uh, Tony the other day, literally before I came up and preached. And I said, like, is it okay that I announced that you're pregnant today? She's like, yeah, that'd be great. Congrats, Tony. Congrats, um, Alex. That's fantastic. Got up and Tony forgot. I literally spoke to him two minutes ago and got up and I thought about it. Didn't think about it. So just keep reminding me if things don't happen. Anyway. Where am I now? Where were you? <laughs> yeah. Laying of hands. There we go. Okay, we're going to pray around because laying out of hands is a biblical process. The commissioning of, of anointing you for works of service. That you go out with the power of the Holy Spirit. This is your commission. Now, I want to read some stuff. The interesting thing here, folks, is that we wanted to do Commission Sunday in June 2018. Yeah, sure. I've got all my notes here. Lined up, ready to go. But you know what? We thought we were ready. We thought, but God was talking, He was priming us. He thought we were, we thought we were ready. He was just like, we just, oh, we just didn't feel the release to go and do it. But now five years later, five years later, look what's happened. He's prepared us to this point. Oh, there's Tony. How's the pregnancy, Tony? All good, eh? God's prepared us to the point. I want to read you some words that people sent me in 2018. And I've made notes of them because I'm sure God's talking to us. But we thought we were ready. A friend in Paul, he said, I have a vision of your congregation. I saw it as a huge queen protea in an arrangement of other proteas. The petals were like interlinked with each other in the arrangement. It was hidden between the other and not obviously visible. Then as time progressed, I saw the queen coming into full bloom and overshadowing the rest of the arrangement. I feel that the true nature of this congregation is hidden for a season. And at the right time, it will be revealed citywide. What we've seen happening this year with regards to our city and the things that are playing out, we're now seeing the fulfillment of them. That's why it's commission time. Okay? We can't hurry God. The late Venetia Jordan, who passed away at the beginning of, or the end of 2020, I think it was. She sent me an email in August 2018. As we were worshipping, I saw myriads of angels in a circle with their heads bowed down in adoration of worship. Their wings were on one another, shoulder to shoulders, completely in unison with each other. I looked up and saw the throne, either side of two large, gold, were two gold, large golden harps with angels playing on it. And next to each other were two large ones with golden trumpets. It was as if they were about to blow the trumpets to make a declaration or some announcement. And on the throne was someone that also looked like an angel, but this one had his golden wings. I didn't see his face and his hand had a flaming torch. I was amazed at what I was seeing. And then the angels that was bowed down lifted their heads. And each one of them had a sort of torch in their hand. And they started marching in single file towards the throne. Towards the large golden person sitting. A person lighting their torch from the fire coming from the big torch. And looks like the one they carried in the Olympic Games. 
And as they lit their torches, they proceeded down a ladder, like a Jacob's ladder, towards the earth, splitting to the four corners of the earth. And I asked them, what's happening? And then I saw a word flash before me saying, assignment. It was as if they were waiting at the four corners for the trumpets to start whenever they are being assigned to do. Heaven has been waiting for us to be ready for a time like this. Don't think we're doing this on our own here. All of heaven is surrounding us. There's trumpets blowing. There's these golden harps. They are supporting with us for your assignment. Right? Matt sent me an email in 2018. I was trying to find when, but I had this picture of a very simple flower. And when it just looks like a general flower. But what the world failed to see when they look at the surface of it, just looking at the flower, is the roots. They forget about the roots digging so deep. In the ground. And then it's, and in due time, this plant will sprout so many flowers, it will end up spreading across the whole side of the mountain. In the wild. Natural beauty. The most important thing, which is digging our roots deep into our relationships with God. What has Farnas said to us within these five years? It's not the fruit. It's the root. Because you believe, when you believe right, you produce right. Okay? See how God's been speaking into us for years. And then uh, Denise Latsky, who used to be here, then Fishuk now, August 2018, sends me this email. Sunday morning, she was sharing with Farnas after he preached about a dream she had. And the 15th of August, before he preached in the dream, I looked up and I saw a, I saw a square with four small squares, okay, in the, in the one big square within, and a dove in each square, and with its wings open like they were flying. And two nights later, I dreamt of a beautiful golden antique-looking bracelet in an open gift box coming down out of the sky, being handed to me. There's two different dreams there. In the morning, I happened to open my Bible to Genesis 24 and read the story about how Isaac gave and went to, to go and look for a wife and he gave Rebecca a blaze bracelet on her arm. And I realized the Lord was talking to me about something and these two dreams were connected. After much searching and to keep it short, God showed me that the four squares symbolized the four corners of the earth. Just like Venetia's that sent to me in January 2018. The doves obviously represent the Holy Spirit and that he's ushering a new season worldwide. We walk through it. We're walking through it, folks. Okay, nothing is wasted in the prophetic. It's always at the due time where we see it fulfill itself and manifest. He showed me that we're in a bridal season, a time of releasing new gifts, the bracelets to his bride, a time of lavishing on her like never before and a new authority. These were her words five years ago. Gold shows that the time of refining and testing is over. We've been refined. We've been tested. And now he's going to be placed on display for the world to see. How many times have we heard Ecclesia arising? Also, the gifts of the Holy Spirit is releasing the bride now to equip her in the bringing in the harvest that is coming. Father spoke about how Rebecca was called uh, to be more than a wife. She was called to be a mother of the nation. Isaac didn't um, realize the scale of what he was doing at the time. God always has bigger things in mind than we realize. So likewise, we as the bride are going to be more than just a bride. We're going to be called the mothers to the next generation of young believers that are going to come into the kingdom. So it looks like we're heading into exciting times. And God wants us to be ready and expecting. The word of Lord never dies. Five years ago, those words now are being relevant to us walking into the season. And this bridal season, mothers and fathers rising in this nation to stand up as a people of hope, a people of faith, and a people of love. Okay. And God is doing that with us now. 
in this time and this season. I want to read Matthew 7 to what's happening here. Then on the most important day of the feast. Now this is the Passover when everybody came to Jerusalem. From all around Israel they came to celebrate the Passover. Okay, which was the walking and uh, the, the, the evening when they escaped from Egypt. And the angel passed over all the houses that had blood painted on their doors as a symbol of the blood of Christ that will cover us as we walk in. And Jesus stood and shouted out to the crowds, all you thirsty ones, come to me, come to me and drink. Believe in me so that rivers of living water will burst out from within you, flowing from your innermost being, just like the scripture says. I want to just read it from a, a book a guy wrote about why they crucified Jesus. And it's a whole kind of story into this. And I want to read a section here. And I want to paint the context of what Jesus did. Now you must think when everybody gathers to Jerusalem, there are thousands and thousands of people. Okay. And they're all there on the Temple Mount area before Solomon's amazing temple that was still built back then. It only got knocked down in 70 AD. They were all gathered to this place and all the priests were performing their duties. There was expectation in there because this is the most important feast that they used to celebrate every year. Along with Pentecost that came and along with the, the, the feast, in, in, um, feast of Tabernacles in September and along with the other ones. And I want to read this story to you to help paint you the picture here. So just you can close your eyes. Just listen. Just Think of the story, thousands of people, and this is what's happening. And it is now the last and the greatest day of the feast. On this day, a priest goes to the pool of Salome and fills a golden pitcher with several pints of water. They draw the water out. Everyone's sitting waiting while this is all happening. He re-enters the temple on the south side from the water gate. The priest is welcomed by a threefold blast of the trumpets doo -doo -doo -doo, and other priests carrying the wine of drink offering join him as they ascend the steps. Just it's very ritualistic. These traditions here, yeah, they're learning back hundreds and hundreds of years of what Christ has done for them. And the, they ascend the steps of the altar, walking towards the, the outer courts of the temple that everybody can see from the Temple Mount area. And they pour out the contents of their pitchers into two silver funnels. And they lead down the altar's base. And this ritualistic enactment of God's provision of water from a rock during their wilderness wanderings. And this is all being displayed out in front of them. As they pour it out, they see the water running. It reminds them how God poured out water from a rock for our people that hundreds of years ago were wandering the desert. And he's also a prophetic symbol for us as we understand in this age of the, of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in the Messianic age. And then what happens after they pour that out and the water's flowing and running there through from the temple down uh, uh, these, um, these uh, funnels that lean it down. The people join in the halal, which is basically they start rec reciting Psalm 113 to Psalm 118. And the, the priest will shout out, praise the Lord. And everyone responds, praise the Lord. And they go back and forth like this together, just declaring his goodness, his faithfulness, these scriptures that they are reading out. And as the, the Levites intone the first line of each psalm, the people antiphonally repeat it to the accompaniment of flutes. And everyone's playing and they're shouting. The music's playing pretty much like we do here in worship to Almighty God. 
And following each one of the other lines, the people respond with, Hallelujah! Praise be to Yahweh. And when they are finished, the temple compound grows quiet. And everyone sits and waits for the next part. And it's at this moment, with everyone seated, all quiet, Jesus gets up and shatters the silence with these words. Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. There is no mistaking his intent when he did that in front of thousands of people without a microphone. (laughs) Following immediately after the ritual pouring of water, everyone understands he is promising the release of the Holy Spirit. But unlike the water spilled out of the altar, those who drink from him will have fountains of life-giving water bubbling inside of them. And the condition for this living water is clear and simple. He says, believe in me and you will have rivers of living water flowing from within you. The, the, the timing of this, you can imagine now why people got so upset, the priest got so upset with him. He needed to be bold. He needed to be strong. He needed to be very courageous for the mandate the Lord had given him to come and do about bringing a new order for us. See, we do this in faith. We do this because God is shifting and we have to switch off our rational mind and go, what's happening? Open up your hearts. We sang that song, pour out, pour out, pour his spirit out, pour out your Holy Spirit on us, almighty God. That's what we're going to do now. We're going to pray over everybody. And I want to first invite the core leaders to come and stand in a line here, just along the front of the stage. All of us come and stand if we can here. Don't all rush at once. Okay, core leaders, you know who you guys are. We're doing this by faith. Okay. Come stand along the front looking at the people if you can. Can I've read a lot of words read out five years ago. I hope I've stirred some faith in your heart this morning about it's not us. Okay, it's about the Holy Spirit that has been poured out to us 2,000 years ago that we are now laying hands on you as a commissioning and a releasing for you to go and walk in the authority and the assignment that the Lord has given you. And you know the very next part of that passage, and I'll read it here in John 7, where Jesus says, anyone of thirst, come to me and drink. And he says these words, whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now this he said about the Spirit, whom those believed in him were received. For as yet the Spirit had not been given, because Jesus was yet not yet glorified. And listen to what happens next. And I'm going to speak to your minds now. You need to gauge with your spiritual stuff. This is what happened. And when they heard these words, some people said, this really is the prophet. They had faith. Others said, this is the Christ. They had faith. But some said, is, is the, does the Christ come from Galilee? Doesn't he come from Galilee? Has not the scripture said that Christ must come from the offspring of David and he comes from Bethlehem, the village where David was? So there was division among the people. Some of them wanted to arrest him, but they didn't lay his hands on him. See, doubt will creep in. What are we doing doing here? Don't let it be stolen from you because the doubt will steal those seeds of the kingdom, the word of the Lord, to be planted in your heart. 
They got it wrong. They didn't realize that he actually was born in Bethlehem but grew up in Nazareth. They thought they knew the scriptures. They didn't know the full understanding of it. They were wrong. But because of how they interpreted how this thing should work out, they missed it. They missed the true Messiah. And he only ended up with 120 people in the upper room. Now we're going to lay hands and we're going to pray in each one. The way we're going to do it this morning is I'm going to, we're going to invite groups to come and stand here in the front. And we as elders, these core leaders are going to be standing praying for you as you stand. And as elders, we are going to go lay hands on you and anoint you with oil. And we're going to start with the youth first. So can I invite all the youth to come and stand in the front? Okay, all the young guys, if we were there on Sunday night. Okay. So just before we start, we're going to invite the youth to come. Please come. Um, as Sheldon said earlier today, that this has been a five-year preparation for us. But truthfully, it's all been part of God's plan in helping us to, to know exactly what we need to do in the right season. And so far as going to share something and, and a few scriptures, we don't want to take up too much time. We are aware that some of you might be looking at the clock and saying, okay, normally the service ends at this time. But just bear with us this morning because of what is taking place here and what needs to happen. So Farnes is going to share with you and we want to get the order of what we want to do right. And we want to make sure that you also understand that today it's not about elevating people or a person or a couple or some people. It's all about God and His purposes, Amen. His plans and His Amen. intent. Yeah. We must also understand the order of God of what He requires of us. And so some of you theologically will sit here and have to say, okay, where are the scriptures to this? But we also go with the scripture and the revelation of what God shows us in this end times. And so we want to do that. Okay, so Sheldon and Kathleen will remind, will remember, there was a time when we as a congregation stood there and you were up here and we called out to you and said, be strong and courageous. Yeah. Yeah. And you've quoted that how That's many right. times? Yes. What we see manifest here today is because you took that up. Yes. You took that serious. Yeah. You ran with that. When, when, when strong and courageous wasn't the, the fashion word, you stood your ground. Mm. And we yeah. honor you for that. Amen. It's not about man today. Yeah. It's about Lord. And, yeah, and yes. we did that. Yes. But we want to honor you. Yeah. I want to remind you of two scriptures. And uh, uh, it's one that I've shared with both of you recently. Is that... When Zerubbabel was called back to, the, to, to come and complete what he's done, what he started, mm. I want to remind you of that. This is never going to come to an end. Yes. But it has to start at a point. And there's an end game. Jesus has got an end game in, in, in mind here. So I just want to pray a, a finishing anointing. When I anoint you, Amen. I want to pray a finishing anointing yes. over you, yeah. like the yes. rebel yeah. that had to come back. And then yes. I want to just remind you of this scripture. Um, being confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will complete it, listen to this, will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Amen. That completion is an ongoing until, until all the stuff you've been telling us about the end times. Yes. Until then, he who began a good thing in you will be faithful to complete Amen. it. Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. This is a very familiar scripture to us and we want to read the scripture over the two of you as we believe what God is doing at the bay. And also we're going to pray over you before we pray over everyone else. Yes. Yeah. As a commissioning and understanding that we are an apostolic church, 
with an apostolic understanding of the fivefold ministry, or as we heard this week, the ascension gifts, that until we understand this as the local church, that the order of God must be complete through the prophetic and the apostolic. And we have to recognize the gifting of the apostolic over you. We have to recognize the apostolic gifting of, of the commissioning, not by us, but by God. He's already Amen. done that Amen. because the mantle has been placed over you. And we recognize that as a leadership. So the scripture we're familiar with in Ephesians 11 says, So Christ himself gave apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, the teachers, to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ will be built up. And until we all reach unity in the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure mm. of the fullness of faith. Amen. Yes. Amen. This is not Amen. a slanted gospel. Yes. Yeah. It's got to be balanced. And as we see week after week, day after day, month after month, the Word of God comes from this pulpit, yes, but lives through the lives of God's people. And so we want to ask all of us to just stretch forth our hands as we are going to pray for Sheldon and Kathleen and understanding the apostolic calling over them. And as elders, we are going to lay our hands on you. And as a church, we're going to stand in unity and we're going to sit in unity and we declare today of what God has called us to be as the church. Yes, Lord. And as the Bay City Church at this time. We pray and we commission you as children of God and as a high calling that is placed on your life. That is an apostolic gifting that is over you and a mantle that rests yes. you. Yes, thank you. We affirm that today as your people, you, Lord. Yeah. Lord, you have set them apart, not us. Yes. Lord, we stand in confirmation of what you have said to us and have spoken to us over the years. So we pray that every Father God, step that they take, everything that will be done, will be with your heart and mind and your intention, of Father God, to make sure that the church and the body of Christ grows to maturity. Today we acknowledge this and we commission this couple into works of, of your service with your protection, with your provision, with your angels to watch and encamp around with the blood of Jesus to come there. No weapon formed against you will prosper. We declare today the calling of the Most High over your lives as you walk on this earth. Not proud or boastfully, but with confidence of who has called you and who has positioned you and set you apart. Jesus name. Thank you. Okay, Sheldon and Kathleen is now going to anoint the elders. Yeah. And uh, then with the elders are going to anoint the um, core leaders. The core leaders. And from there on we're going to take it further. Yes. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Lord, we release your anointing upon these couples right now by the power of your spirit. We thank you, Lord, that you have set them apart for a time and a season like this. We thank you for their hearts. 
that are committed to this community, that are committed to us. We thank you, Lord, now that as we go as a team and we lay hands on every member of this body, we release commissioning anointing. We release a commissioning authority for them to walk in power and to walk in the anointing of the Almighty One. In the mighty name of Jesus, we declare. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Friday morning when we started, the, the, the cry from this house on Friday morning was, and great joy. And yes. great joy was upon them. Yes. This is a joyous moment. Amen. This is the, the, the strength that will come from yes. us rejoicing in this moment. Yes. Amen. 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 Now we're going to lay hands on the core leaders now. These aren't going to be long yes. prayers. We are going to be laying hands and commissioning. But before we do that, okay, I want to read out something that I did twice in 2018. And some of you might remember this. It, it was about I see a people. I see a people. And I want to read this out. Let's just all close our eyes and just, and just even you can lift your hands where you're seated and we're going to work through our different areas here. But I want you to receive this prophetic declaration over you as a people, starting with our youth. I was here on Friday night and saying, guys, in 20 years time, you're going to be the leaders. You're going to be the ones that are going to be leading us, showing us the ways of the kingdom. Now open your hearts to this. And this is what I see in the spirit, but this is what I declare over you as a whole, as a people. I see a people... Living from, for the kingdom of God. A people knowing their citizenship in heaven. I see a people who are ambassadors for the kingdom. I see a people who from the least to the greatest carry influence wherever they go. I see a people from their kingdom influence bring lasting change to society. I see a people maturing in knowing the schemes of the enemy. As for the mature, practicing their powers of discernment. And don't follow every this and that teaching, learning to know the spirit behind what they face. I see a people not gathering to a building to call it my church, but a people who gather in and to the spirit of God and are called one. I see a people taking ownership and responsibility in their predestined call of God on their lives. I see a people adhere to their gifts and mature and operate in them. I see a people who love and serve their Jerusalem, this community. I see a people who love and serve their Judea, Cape Town. I see a people who love and serve their Samaria, South Africa. I see a people who love and serve the ends of the earth, the nations of the world. I see this people will host the nations here and serve them with the love of Christ. I see this people hosting schools, from Bible schools to worship schools, mercy ministries, skills, entrepreneurship. I see this people hosting conferences that receive, train, and send those who attend. I see this people erecting a building that will hold auditoriums, theaters, prayer and healing rooms, kids and adult classes, businesses, medical centers, office space, libraries, Catering with a canteen, youth mentoring, adult empowering, child daycare centers, recording studios, accommodation, secure parking, a resource base, empowering those through schools and helping in disasters. I see this being a place of unity of local pastors where we bless and we serve them. I see a people, restored people that know what true freedom in Christ is. Free from bonds, from chains, from hurts, from illness, from guilt, from fear and shame. 
I see a determined people who live from the perfect Christ within them, but by the grace are empowered to press on regardless of weakness, sin and failure. I see a people who know it's not about the building, but the living stones that make up the household of God. I see a people who submit to the governance of God. He has placed in the local church over them to love, to trust, to honor, and that being honor being the glue. A pe- I see a people who honor the fivefold gifts and leadership gifts so that they can grow and mature for works of service, then, then go and teach others. I, I see a people whose marriages... Sorry, I lost my sweet. I see a people whose marriages are an example to the world. Where husbands love their wives as Jesus loves his church. I see a people whose children follow the Lord and serve him. I see a people who run brilliant businesses, are excellent employees and an example in the workplace. I I see a people who are financially free with generous hearts. Debt free, property owners with title deeds, secure jobs and wisdom with riches. I see a people who are not bound by sickness mental, physical, or emotional, or disease, but living in free divine health because by His stripes you are healed. I see a people building deep levels of trust as we align our hearts and live from a place of covenant heart so we can work through mistakes, failures, and pain together. I see you arising into your fullness that God has for you. I see you serving the purposes of God in your generation. I see you as a people of faith. I see you as a people of hope. I see you as a people of love. I see a kingdom people living with righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. I see you, Bay City Church, living up to its name. We declare this in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Okay, now these are not going to be long prayers. Okay, we're going to go and lay hands on these core leaders. And then I want the core leaders are going to turn and they're going to face you. And I want you just to pray in the spirit gently. And we'll work through each group and we're going to start with our youth. The next generation. Are you guys up for this? You ready for this? The God has anointed you for this time. Okay, let's go. Now there's no nice gentle music we can play. And no nice power and all that kind of stuff. Just pray in the spirit. Just kind of gently sing songs if you need to. Let's just allow this moment to be ushered in by the presence of God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Not long prayers, guys. We're just going to lay hands and commission and anoint. Then we move. Yeah, I anoint you. I commission you. I assign you to walk in power and authority. Walk in life. I assign you to walk in power and authority and love. Everything you need and provided to be given to you by the Almighty. I release you to walk in that gifting and the authority, the power of the Almighty has upon you to walk and to see miracles and to see more and more take place, more and more people saved and added. I release you to walk into authority, the power, the commissioning the Lord has placed in you for such a time as this, that you walk in it with power, you walk in it with wisdom, and the Lord will lead and He will guide you by the power of His Spirit. Amen. 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 Now this is praying the Spirit. This is gently praying. We're going to lay hands every young person here today that they know the power of the living God. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Commissioning, assigning, releasing by the power of the Spirit. By the power of the Spirit, we release you. Commission to walk with the power of the Almighty God. 
Amen. Amen. Commission to receive power. Commission to walk in authority. Commission to release to walk in power and authority. Commission to know the power and the love of the Almighty God. That you know the Almighty is with you. He's leading you. He's guiding you. Holy Spirit, that He would flow like rivers in your innermost being. You would know the power of the Almighty God. The anointing of the Holy Spirit upon your hearts and your lives. In the name of Jesus, we declare these things. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. If you've been prayed for, you can, if you can, you can move back to your seat. Father, we are anointed. We release the power of your anointing. We release the gift of the Holy Spirit. Flow from within. Holy Spirit, we release this next generation. Walk in authority. Walk in power. Commission. Serve the purposes of God in your generation. That you walk in authority and power. Whoever is thirsty, come to me and drink, he says. I pray you drink. Drink of these living waters. Drink of the power. Drink of the anointing of the Almighty God. Walk in authority. Walk in power. Today, your day of commissioning, you arrive in authority. Your eyes of power. You release anointing over you by the power of the Spirit. By the power of the Spirit, you continue to receive the vision. Commissioning, release. To know the authority and the power of the Almighty God. Walk in authority. Walk in power. The anointing of the Almighty God. Everyone, walk in authority. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now we seal that over every you. That you walk in the power. You walk in and understand that living water that flows inside of you. I want to invite all those younger families. You've got young children. This is probably between 20 and probably 40. Okay? Yeah. Okay? Everyone between the ages of 20 and 50. Come and stand in the Come on. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. That's right. Just keep just keep receiving, guys. Just keep praying in the spirit. Okay, this is a holy moment. There's a releasing, there's a commissioning over these folks to walk in power, to walk in the authority of the Almighty God. They just keep praying, just keep praying in the spirit. Okay? If you haven't come forward, come forward if you are of younger age. And once you pray for you, you can go back to your seats. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We release you by the power of the Spirit. We anoint you for service. We sign you for Once we have prayed for you, you please feel free to sit down so we can pray for others as we're going along. God bless you.
the trust. Okay, so the next, we had a week for the next age group from uh, 15 to 50 hours. If that's the age group, if you haven't come up yet, come and join us. The four runners, the four runners, we're going to stand up front. Yes, the four runners. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, I want. That's right. Come on, everyone else, just pray in the spirit as we release them. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The forerunners that have run ahead of us, be commissioned with authority. Whoever is thirsty, come to me and drink, said the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. When people have prayed for you, please be seated so we can know who hasn't been prayed for, please. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Who hasn't been prayed for? Who hasn't been prayed for? 
Okay, we pray for everyone in this hall. Okay, let's all stand together as we pray. It's only 10 to 12. How about that? Okay, we can do that afterwards. So what we're going to do, I know we Joe, and we'll invite all the, the children's workers and the, even the children. Maybe go and get all the, see if they're finished. Let's get all the children back and we're going to all pray over the children. Okay, this morning. Let's just wait for that. But I want to pray over us as the adults that God has spoken to us. Let's just lift our hands as we seal everything that's been spoken and said here in the Spirit. That you won't leave this place now in doubt and say, Oh, well, I don't know. Nothing really happened there. I mean, he's, Jesus. he's from Galilee. Who's this guy? He's a carpenter's son. And they didn't believe. I want to release over your hearts. Let's just close our eyes. Lift our hands. I release faith to every one of your hearts now. That you believe by faith which has been spoken over you to go forth with the assignments of heaven on you to be released with power, to be released with authority, to walk in the light and to know that you are carrying the power of the Holy Spirit within you. Because Jesus said these words, whoever is thirsty, come to me and drink. And Lord, we've drunk of you this morning. You have been poured out by the Spirit that is in us and within us and flows through us. And I speak to that river of water inside of you right now. Let it flow. Let that river flow from outside of you. Your words will be words of life. Your words will be words of power. And you will see many transformed and changed as we've declared over a people that I see. I see a people that are arising with authority and power. Amen. 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 Just hold there, just hold there. We're just going to see how they, they're going to all come in. I want you to applaud the children as they come and stand here in the front. Folks, in 20 years' time, they're going to be standing here leading worship, preaching. Okay? Come on. Yay! Okay. All right. Young guys, children, we love you all. Okay? So, Bob, you, you remember being this age, right? Okay? So, to, yesterday, Bernie and I shared the same birthdays. Bernie turned 85 years old yesterday. Okay. Now, Bernie, Bernie, you, you remember being a young child, right? Okay. It's many, many years past, but look how the Lord has kept you. Okay. And we want to pray now over every single young person that's here this morning. We're going to come and lay hands over you guys. and We're going to anoint you with oil that you are commissioned by the Almighty God to shine the light of Jesus. The light is inside of you. Okay. So let's all just pray out together and just release as the leaders. You guys go for it. Go and lay hands on them and commission them. There's oil up top here. That's right. Let's just pray out in the spirit together. Thank you, Jesus. Just lay hands on them. Lay hands on every single one of them. The powering and the commissioning of the Almighty God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Be released. Walk in power. Walk in the light. He is for you. He is for you. If He is for you, who can be against you? We release the love of Christ over you. The courage to stand up, to choose the ways of the truth. Over every heart, we pray we commission you to shine the light of the Almighty God. Thank you, Jesus. Let me just check with Joe. Joe? Okay. 
Yeah, just leave them there, okay? If you haven't been prayed for as a child, just lift your hand. If you haven't been prayed for, then the guys will come and pray for you and commission you. That's right, lift your hands. Lift your hands. And all the teachers as well around them, lift your hands if you haven't been prayed for. The leaders, we commission you. We commission you to walk in light, to walk in power. That rivers of living water will flow from within you by the power of His Spirit. Okay, we're just going to leave them here and the parents can collect them here. Okay. Come on, let's shout Amen. 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 Okay. This is the chaos we spoke about. Parents. If you could just, we're just going to collect all the tags and put them in a bucket and the tickets. Parents, you just need to come and collect your child because to take them all back is just going to be crazy now. So just please find your child. Make sure it's your child. And um, yeah, let's go for it. Okay, the bucket's in the front here. Be released, everybody. Go with power. Go with the authority of the Almighty. Amen. 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 Amen.